All human thought is science. All religion is the holding of a candle to the highest power Are we human because we gaze at the stars? Or do we gaze at the cosmic of pointless When the stars were right, they could plunge the world to the world to the sky. When the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you are playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsarewrite.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome back, listeners. Today we'll be playing session 32 of The Children of Fear, written by Lynn Hardy and Friends and published by Chaosium. Who are you playing and how are you today? How? I'm playing Dr. Eudora Lockhart, and uh, I just remembered that I brought Tenzin's cat Vanga through the portal with me. <laughs> Brayden. Hey, playing Frederick Kingsley Ward, and he has a new favourite kind of tree. Noxicals. I'm playing Timur Stepanovich Rapin, and I just remembered I brought a Sherman tank through the uh, gate. <laughs> How could we forget? Old tanky. <laughs> Lydia. Hi, I'm playing Hasina Moes, and I've decided that mangoes are probably better for me than human flesh. And I'm Fedra, your keeper for the day. And I support you. Go team! Transcript that Sanskrit! Oh my gosh. <laughs> 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 Uh. Hal, tell us what happened last time. The party members who are still upright approach the mysteriously intact mango tree still standing amid the devastation left by the Lu winds. Timur picks a basket of the delicious-looking fruit, and Frederick takes some back to Eudora and Shen Chu, who are still recovering from heatstroke in the tent. The mangoes prove magically restorative, and the two are able to rejoin their fellows around the mystic tree. There they are introduced to Vidyapati, the elderly master of knowledge and caretaker of the dig site, who has been speculating that there may be something of importance hidden underground, mango trees being famed in legend for guarding treasures. He questions the investigators about their presence on the site, having heard of a group of strangers making trouble among the archaeologists. He isn't to be deterred by prevarication, and eventually Eudora can't help but spill the beans. Fortunately, he is sympathetic to the party's story, and upon reading the cryptic note that is their only clue, he confirms they are in the right place to seek the first artifact they need, a set of jars. At his bidding, the site's guards agree to allow the excavation of the mango tree. The moment a shovel touches the ground, the remaining mangoes drop from the branches and explode, their pits becoming black snakes. The tree's trunk splits, revealing a voluptuous, mostly nude young woman who demands to know why her tree is being disturbed. At the mention of a mission from the Lords of Shambhala, she is mercifully placated. It turns out her tree's roots form a chamber, sheltering three earthenware jars. They contain scrolls of writing in a language unknown to the group, but featuring diagrams of familiar ritual components, a club and triangle symbol reminiscent of the fateful rite that ended Tenzin's life, and also an unfamiliar bell. A little diplomacy is required to mend fences with the disgruntled archaeologist the party antagonised earlier, but he turns out to be a linguist able to translate the Sanskrit writing. The scrolls give instructions for the ritual of the closing of the way. And we will start this episode with a dramatic reading of the new ritual by Howl and Noxicals. Take it away, boys. To close the gate. First, the ground must be cleansed and purified with smoke and fire to remove all obstruction, both material and spiritual. It should be remembered that the scent of fir and juniper is most pleasing to the gods. As this is a wrathful work to dismiss powerful dark magics, let there be three fires arranged as a triangle. Second, once the land is ready, the keel core must be inscribed within the consecrated space with the immutable thunderbolt, ensuring the enlightenment of those who step within its bounds. Third, for those who are to partake in the ritual must then arrange themselves outside the shisa and drink deep of the five nectars of the sacred cow, so that their senses and minds are purified ready to receive the goddess. Fourth, 
Let the sacred bell be rung to liberate the sound of emptiness, while the one chosen to lead the sacrifice proclaims the mantra that will draw down the goddess. Let those who are supporting also send their voices to the void. With eyes half-closed, the supplicants should build the image of what is to come in their mind, willing it into being with each breath and thought. Fifth. When the mantra ends, let the Ganta's voice ring on until the business is done, once and for all. The one chosen by the goddess to be her avatar must lead the sacrifice to the centre of the Kielkor and lay him on his back with his head towards the east. The sacrifice must be willing. His gift will be of no use if he does not gladly offer himself up in the full knowledge that his death is assured. The chosen one must draw the five sacred seed syllables Om, Hri, Hum, Drang and Ah onto the offering's crown, his tongue, his heart, his secret place, and the soles of his feet with mustard paste, so that his spirit will reincarnate in the realm of the gods in recognition of the purity of his selfless act. Sixth. Taking the blade of the Dakinis, the avatar must then slash open the sacrifice's belly and pull out his entrails, which they and their companions should use to bind him in a kneeling position, face towards the east. After the offering is bound, the petitioners must call the goddess into being, that she might deliver the death blow and be assuaged. Seventh. Now the avatar must assume the mantle of the goddess, and, seizing the victim by his hair, slice off his head with one clean stroke. All should now see the indestructible drop, no more than the size of a mustard seed, red below, white above. The sacrifice's most precious gift rise from his severed throat and float free. The goddess's avatar cannot make use of its power yet, though, for first there must be a feast. Eighth. The goddess incarnate must now toss the victim's head to one side, but still within the bounds of the keel core, or else the ritual will fail, leaving the body where it lies for the animals, demons, and hungry spirits to feast upon like vultures at a sky burial, so that, by his final gift, the five poisons of desire, anger, ignorance, pride, and jealousy held within his blood, bone, flesh, and organs may be purified. Sanctified, the goddess in her avatar may now approach the indestructible drop, whose power is the key to close the gate and seal the breach. That sounds, um, familiar. It does sound quite familiar. We need to, uh, try and take stock of where the differences are, but it is... It is roughly the same, yes? Yes. Only this time it it says without any hesitation that the sacrifice will die. Yes. I think Udora's probably uh, wiping away some tears at this stage. These are not pleasant memories. We've got to do it again. Did you notice how the sacrifice was also referred to as a, <laughs> a he? Uh, yeah, t- Frederick will look at Timor and kind of a white sweat from his brow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm unwilling. I will mention that now. (laughs) Let us see where our fates take us before we make any decisions. But it is true we have no sacred llama willing to sacrifice himself this time. This is a pretty grim revelation. Uh, really I don't like it. Eudora's probably, like, shaking. Like, we have to go find someone else to murder now the same way. The first time around, we were either cuckoo or uh, thought we were imagining it. we got to do it with open eyes now. Except for Hasina, now you all get to experience what she did. Oh, she yeah! She knew what was happening. The drugs didn't work for her. Oh, boy. Ooh. Who's that patty fellow? Maybe he'll come along with us. <laughs> Cold. Um... I don't know if this is uh, a good time to bring this up, but um, it does mention the... Uh, remember Tenton's staff? That Cat Vanga thing? Yes. Um, I... Uh, gosh. <laughs> I am kicking myself. Um, didn't let go of it uh, right the way through uh, Shambhala and everything. Held on to it while we were being uh, reprimanded and such and sent back, but I think... <laughs> you know, like pats her pockets. Um, don't seem to have it with me. I, I think I think I must have left it in that fines tent. I do have the blade, and she twitches aside her sari a bit to show that she's got a knife tucked into her waistband. Oh, thank goodness. That was going to be my next question. 
Um, I don't know how much. Uh, don't know how much I can. I can go unnoticed personally. Anybody feeling up to a little sleight of hand? And I, 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 I know we've just made friends, but I don't know how readily um, this lot are going to be to let us leave with a priceless ancient artifact. Um, I could do it. <gasps> Shen Chu, my treasure. I knew we could count on you. Shen Chu is off. Okay, Whoa, I, will, hang on. I will follow her, not into the tent, but like... She's trying I will to also... stealth, you're ruining her. <laughs> yeah, well, I will I will stealth too, but my plan is to stay outside the tent, and if I hear any trouble, there's going to be, you know, angry dad syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's do this. So you want me to Can roll get... some stealths? Yeah. Okay, Shen is better than me, which is good, because she's going in, right? Yeah, Shen succeeded. Cool. All right. So Timur uh, also succeeded. That's an extreme. That's eleven versus sixty. Oh, nice. Oh, eleven versus fifty. Sorry. So not quite as extreme. So hard. It's hard. Yeah, and it's missed extreme by a single point. You managed to make it to the tent. No one is in there at the moment, as uh, Modman needed to take a break after his long transcriptions, and it's, I guess, evening at by that by this time. She probably doesn't need to. Roll sleight of hand, but let's do it anyway. Oh, I should not have used the keyword sleight of hand. I should have said, is anyone feeling stealthy? <laughs> she failed. No. But it doesn't matter too much, I guess. Okay, um... Shen Chu grabs the Gadvanga, but it's very big for her, and she smashes another jar. As she tries to grab it and lift it, you hear a jar smash inside. I immediately open the tent flap and, um, look in. Sorry. Come, now. Hurry. Okay. Scurry, scurry, scurry. Back towards the group. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, got the thing, though. Don't worry. You were not <gasps> caught. And that is all that matters. Well done, Shen Shu. That, that's all that matters. You got what you were looking for. Wonderful work. Uh, if anybody asks, uh, we came in with this. Uh, or maybe we should tuck it somewhere and pick it up on our way out. I don't know. It's quite tall, right? We can't just, like, shove it up a sleeve. It's got, like, three heads on it. It's got some human heads oh, on it. I mean, like, behind some bushes, not, like, <laughs> down my trousers. Go? Yes. Oh, yeah, there's nothing keeping us here, is there? Yeah, Can that's Oski. Are there any, like, sacks nearby or something that we could, like, pull over the top of this thing so it's less gory? Mm. Uh, sacks lying around. It's bloody hot. Right, and we've just come from a place that was incredibly cold. We've got clothing on, so we can just oh, yeah, you have shed some layers. Clothing. Yeah, shed layers and cover it up. Yeah, you probably work. already have, so you're probably carrying a lot of clothing. Stick a jacket over the top or whatever. Yeah. Mm. Or could we put a jacket around the topmost head and weekended Bernies it out of there? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Hello, my name is Cat. That's Last Mr. Vanga. Vanga. <laughs> <laughs> um, as we're walking, Frederick will just say, Now, is anyone else rather suspicious of the fact that we may potentially be uh, deceived once more? Perhaps we didn't quite open the gate the first time. It all seems too familiar. It does, but the Lords of Shambhala said this was what we had to do. We had to fix what we did wrong. And there are differences this time. There were no bells in the first uh, ritual. Mm. Uh, not that I remember. And, well, the original ritual, although things did not go that way, said that we were supposed to imagine the sacrifice. Oh, Whereas heck. This ritual is very firm. On... Yes. I don't know. I think he's got a point. If I were essentially Satan and uh, it hadn't quite taken the first time, perhaps because people had just been imagining or something insufficiently pious, this is exactly the sort of ruse I'd cook up to send them back, this time with unambiguous instructions shrouded behind brief mentions of bells and other unnecessary nonsense to, to get the job finished. Or perhaps it was just wrong enough to deceive Tenzin. Mm. If this is the true ritual, the first one was similar, as we've said, but if there was just enough wrong with it to make it not work. Yes. Are we certain enough to kill another person? 
No, but what other choice do we have? Do we have to return to the scene of the original ritual as well? What did the original note from um, from the men just say? Go and get it, Omiro, and drag it to the correct Travel place. Travel to the gateway to the Narakas, built before he found... Oh, the Emperor's Gateway. Where is the Emperor's Gateway? Well, that will require an occult Buddhism or Hindustani role. Will you accept Hinduism. a geography role? Nope. <laughs> okay. Well, let's try that 17% uh, law Buddhism again. A deal of 50% Hindustani. Oh. oh! Yes! One. <laughs> uh, Buddhism? Um, and you had one? Yep, I had one and I rolled one. Oh, that's oh, amazing! Oh, God! That's the quit of the campaign! Quit I'm sorry to get now. <laughs> yeah. The only thing you know is that Naraka is the term for hell. So you're likely looking for someone considered to be an entrance to hell in local legend. Ah, Narakas, that's the term for hell. We're looking for somewhere that's a gateway for hell. Perhaps somewhere with uh, lava, volcano, somewhere undesirable, perhaps. I remember it because it sounds like maracas, and I thought that was funny. <laughs> Indeed, that is rather humorous. Ah, ah. Was that his laugh? Yes. <laughs> That's the that best. That's a genuine laugh. <laughs> um, and I will require right. a hard history roll for more information. Do you like history of art? Do any of us have anything other than history of art? Art gives you a penalty. Oh, so we can have it with a penalty, guys. Yeah. I've got just normal history. Then you don't need a penalty. Let's give it a go. That's a 22 under 66. With a penalty? No, I'm no, way I out. Seventy-two. So no one knows anything. Not a blessed thing. All right. I'll ask again. Will you accept geography <laughs> <laughs> for uh, volcanoes in the area? Uh, no, it's a history places story. of. Okay. Is there a map with a hell mouth on it? <laughs> An atlas, maybe. Mm. Do we know of anybody? D does Eudora know of anybody who might have? expertise in this area or could we go back and ask Mortimer if he knows anybody that has expertise in this area that happens to be knocking about I guess we could either make it to a town and then send a telegram back to some of my university colleagues um, or we could go and uh, knock on Nortimer's tent Nortimer? Nortimer. Oh, the Nautilus's uh, tent door tent <laughs> find a library somewhere are we a long way from any cities? let me look at the map I feel like we haven't done the classic Call of Cthulhu thing yet of going to the library and finding the vital clue there. Yeah, that's I true. kind of feel like purely to, to fill in the Cthulhu bingo card, we ought to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The closest city is Patna. Let's go there. Also known as the City of Libraries. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see my maps. Patna, that means library. <laughs> <laughs> And the librarian is a demon. I've just realised Eudora has library use 69, so Ooh, it's yes. a sign, right? Yes, it Oh, it's is. true, we got to use it. Got to be done. There's a train station that can take you from where you are to Rajir. And for Ra Rajir, it takes two to three hours by train to is, go is to Is Rajir Patna. where the museum is and the sexy Sikh policeman? That's, that was Peshawar. That was Peshawar, okay. But you have done a big part of this journey already in the past. Is this where we got the train um, after the bowl heist? Different station. Ah. But you have gone through Rajir. I'm not sure It does sound familiar, but I can't remember where. I must ask, are we moving with any level of expediency? I mean, uh, can you not just swing that staff around? I heard that it creates some kind of magical portal, does it not? Oh, yes. You think it's that easy that if I just do this, I start spinning the staff around and, for comedy purposes, a magic <laughs> portal appears. <laughs> Nothing happens. Well, thank goodness for that. We don't <laughs> end up on another mountainside. Probably for the best. With no trousers on. Didn't go so well last time. 
Mm-hmm. Now, we are just setting off blindly as night falls from an archaeological dig site without a map of the local area or anything. Should we at least talk with our chappy friend, um, whose name I can absolutely remember, Vidyapati, to get um, some directions to a local town or something? We don't have any money either. Wait, no, we do. Probably purses and stuff. Okay, yeah. Directions. That's what we need. If there yeah, isn't like, obvious um, lights in the distance, then yeah, I think we do. Yeah, there is. This is a small village. Okay, well then we can probably just head towards the lights, right? You would love that, wouldn't you, Tim? <laughs> no, the, the, the only lights you can see are at the university's last excavation. Okay, right, fine. Oh, this is a small, the equivalent yeah. of a small village, I see. We don't even have any lanterns, torches, anything. Mm. We're legit planning to just like walk down the outside <laughs> or something. You've become very confident. Ooh, I have a picture of the jar. <gasps> yes. Nice. Yes, the jar. Ah, sweet jar. Oh, pretty. And Shenshu snapped one, or smashed one of those. No, different jar. There's many jars. One of those stupid rubbish jars those other fools found. <laughs> Much less good jars. I mean, to be fair, maybe she smashed one of these jars no one saw besides Senchu. Mm. Oh, and there's a picture of the bell as well on that note. Yeah. Looks like hey, one of those dainty little bells you'd summon a servant with. I mean, that could not be to scale, of course. We, we could be talking like the size of the Liberty Bell here. That's a good point. <laughs> Is this like the Stonehenge thing in the... <laughs> Let's uh, yeah. seek out Vidyapati and then find a way out of here to a hotel, rest, and then go via train. I do wonder if we um, perhaps need to wait for the morning. I think we've gotten used to we've gotten used to moving around with a caravan in tow. We've no tents, provisions, sources of light. Um, you know, just the just the clothes we stand up in. I don't want to turn an ankle. But Shenshu did break that bowl pot thing. Well, nobody knows that, do they? True. We could just try and find a tent that is not too close to the Fine's tent, get some rest, set watches, leave when first light comes after asking for some directions if we can find a friendly person. Wonderful. I think perhaps um, we should just uh, stop by Mortimer's place and, um, you know, ask him to authorize some sleeping quarters for us or something. We don't know anybody here. We need some spare bedrolls or what have you. My back's killing me already. Hmm. Indeed. Uh, everyone appears to be in what is like a dining hall tent. They're eating their dinner. Oh yeah, let's get some of that. We were <laughs> promised uh, food. You were promised lunch and you got it. Well, I would like to renegotiate the terms of the agreement. <laughs> let's just try and grab some food and see if anyone stops us. They're used to seeing us around now. <laughs> Yeah, you see Vidyapati there, who smiles at you and waves hello. And uh, Mortimer waves you to sit at the table near him. He says, um, Fascinating, the scroll you had me translate. Uh, how did you find the quality of it? I think I did a great job, if I may say so myself, although quite dark, uh, quite dark things. Based on a similar example we've seen, um, so it seemed quite accurate. What do you fellows think? I would agree. We have no reason to doubt your translation. Yes, it seemed highly plausible. It is important that it's correct in every particular, though. I don't mean to doubt you at all, but you are you are sure there's no parts you had to uh, fudge or anything? Of course not. What do you take me for? Right, of course. Sorry. Sorry I said anything. <laughs> it's not like we're planning on, uh, you know, fulfilling the ritual or anything. <laughs> that would be silly. Purely uh, academic purposes, obviously. I suspect that what Dr. Lockhart means is that in some languages there are certain phrases or words which can be ambiguous depending on context. She's asking if there was anything of that nature. Well, uh, it's an ancient language. It's always somewhat ambiguous, but, well, you won't find a better translation than mine. Well, that is good to hear. Thank you, my friend. When there's a word like, you know, just example at random, um, kill, disembowel, sever, <laughs> you're Entry sure about those, are that you? Is, could that instead have been feed marshmallows too? Is there any chance? <laughs> <laughs> Give there nice cup any... of tea and a sit down too. 
<laughs> no notion of uh, imagining or like could or would or anything like that. This is uh, it's all imperative, is it? Uh, yep. Uh, you enjoying your meal? It's delightful. What about video party? Yes. Tell us. What? Is he enjoying the meal? Oh. <laughs> what kind of noises oh. is he making? <laughs> He's watching you like, mm, yes, I'm sure you won't fulfill the ritual. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Do tell us, uh, Mortimer, would you be okay with us resting here the evening? Uh, we do have some spare sacks. <laughs> We have some spare beds of nails you could At this point, we're used to sleeping on the floor and God knows what, right? I mean, we'll I take mean, anything we can get. We've had bedrolls up until this point. We had a caravan, we had supplies. Bedrolls like... are expensive, everyone has their own. So they don't have, like... So he's sticks. talking about literal burlap sacks. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he has to offer. And some space in the tent. All right. That would be most Thank generous. You. Thank you. Yes. You're always used to the finer things, clearly. Yeah, we did. We did get the luxury caravan. To be fair, with the charismatic, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did. And First also, time, when I organise yeah. an expedition, we bring spare stuff just in case. <laughs> well, to be fair, this is not exactly an expedition. While we're here at Vidya Patti, you wouldn't have happened to heard of something called the Emperor's Gateway to the Narakas, would you? Hmm. It entrance to hell yes well. eudora here yeah made a funny joke eudora tell video about it <laughs> uh eudora stares blankly at you for a second <laughs> it would be <laughs> it would be it would be hilarious if somebody needed to find <laughs> she looks down at the note in her hand um i'm having to like, look at the actual note what? I. <laughs> What's happening? Oh, I don't know. But neither does Eudora, so it's fine. Okay. It would be, it would be so funny <laughs> if somebody needed to travel to the Emperor's Gateway to the Narakas built before he found enlightenment. Ah, uh, yes. That's why what I was thinking. Reading out your note. <laughs> that, that, I, I, I don't, don't know. You said maracas. That... <laughs> oh, yes. I don't know if you've heard of these instruments. They're sort of like, as she makes like motions with her hands. See, we call them maracas with an M. But this, anyway, you should have been there. <laughs> that was perfectly awkward in every single way. I'm very uncomfortable. I'll be quiet. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, very awkward. Vidya Party doesn't get it. He's lost in thought. He says, a King Ashoka comes to mind. His capital was at Pataliputra. He was rumored to have created such a horrific place of torture that it was known as the Hell Chambers. And according to some historians, one part of the Hell Chambers still exists. Yes, the Agam Kwan well at Patna. Hmm. The well, yes. As in here. Or near here. Yes. Quite I suppose nearby. you have been sent here for a reason. Very true. Known officially as the beautiful jail, the palace of torture created by King Ashoka to punish his enemies was better known as his hell chambers. No one who entered the palace grounds was permitted to leave alive. An edict which the king's executioner, Chandagirika, took great delight in enforcing. One day, a monk stumbled into the gardens and, realising where he was, attempted to flee. Unfortunately, Chandagirika caught him and sentenced him to death. However, so pious was the newly enlightened monk that he survived the noxious death prescribed for him, to be boiled alive in a cauldron full of human blood, bone marrow and faeces. His prayers not only prevented Chandagirika from successfully boiling the foul liquid, but also provided a lotus leaf for the monk to sit on, thus keeping him away from the unclean substances. Word quickly got around, and the king himself came to see the miraculous monk, 
who pointed out a few difficult truths to Ashoka, including how Ashoka, through his wicked behaviour, was denying his role in a prophecy recounted by Sakyamuni Buddha himself. Stirred by the monk's words, Ashoka renounced his evil ways and embraced the Buddha's teachings, vowing to be the greatest ruler the Mauryan Empire had ever seen. But when he tried to leave, Pandagirika attempted to arrest him as per the king's own instructions. The executioner was seized by Ashoka's guards and burned alive in his own torture chambers for his audacity, and the beautiful jail was torn down. All that is believed to be left of it today is the Agamkorn well in Patna. And that's what Bujipadid tells you very slowly over a long meal, in a different way, in his own words. We learned a lot about how kings don't get punished, but their lowly torturers do. Yes. Patna's not very far away from here, if I remember correctly. Only a few hours on the train, I believe. How, how far away is the station? It's not too far, ten minute walk or so. Oh, that's closer than I feared. Um, you don't happen to know if there... Uh, are there any night trains running this neck of the woods? It's a small village, not really. Alright. Well, I think perhaps we know our uh, next destination, gentlemen, if we are to uh, follow the trails of this legend. What a place to be doing a ritual to save the world in, though. Well, I believe we just have to gather implements there. What do we need? We need sacred woods, juniper, fir. What else? And the five sacred nectars of the cow, I believe it said. That was another point of difference, I believe, yes? Yes, yes, we had... No, there were the five nectars in the tea that we drank. Do you remember there was a, that pill that Tenzin gave us and he put it in the tea and we drank it? He said those were the five sacred nectars in there. But were they of the cow? Is that... Don't remember. I don't think he described? said so. Yeah. They are of the human. I can give you more information on each of the points of the ritual if you're deliberating them with a, either a Buddhism or a, an occult or a hard no roll if you were at the previous ritual. Yeah, I mean, I think, we I think what we're trying to determine is what we think the main differences are. And there's the bell. Um, mm. um, again, if you roll a thing... Hard success for no roll. Hooray. Normal success here, so meh. Meh. Any, anything else? Um, I'll, I think a hard no is probably my best chance as well. I only got a normal no success. Uh, that is not a hard no. So. Okay. Frederick, specifically, <laughs> for some reason knows a lot of stuff, even though he wasn't there to the lead up and didn't have anything explained to him. He has an analytical <laughs> mind and a good memory. He does. Um, so... Feel free to ask me about certain parts of the ritual, and I'll give you what Frederick thinks and remembers. Okay. Um, so. You mentioned the nectars. Yes. Uh, the five nectars of the sacred cow are another form of real boo, although they don't quite consist of the same ingredients as Tenzin's nectar pills. Instead, they contain milk, curds, ghee, urine, and the dung of a sacred cow with a golden hide, all mixed with saffron to give the pills a suitably golden color. Wonderful. I'll mention that to everyone. I mean, it sounds just as appetizing as the first one. Uh, there's more information on this with a hard Buddhism or a cult, but uh, this is not your strong suit. Nope, that's 85 versus 17. I'm going to pass one of these rolls. One day. So, just to clarify for everyone, we are only going to this well in order to get tools, but the actual place we have to do the ritual is at a location that shares its name with where the great guru was born, but not born, a mirror reflecting that which is lost, and that can which no longer be approached. Wherein lies the heart of the world. At this next location, we don't actually have to do the ritual here. We still have a little way to go. At Lokar, where a guru was born but not born, strikes me as a location of enlightenment, right? Mm. Oh, God, I can't mention that. I'm not even Sophian anymore. <laughs> I'm 
no. Is it oh. the lake where the Malong was first used? I seem to remember us all being told that that was where Padna Samphaba was born on a lotus blossom. Is that right? This is all out of car character, of course. That's what I remember as yes. well. Yes. Yeah. Anyone can think, give anything? Question mark. <laughs> Earlier, you were thinking about the bell. I have, I have a thing to read out for each thing. Yes. Okay, the bell. Tell us. <laughs> uh, the reference to the sacred bell connects to one of the other drawings, Aganta, ritual bell or drillbu in Tibetan, which is usually used with a vajra in various Buddhist rituals, with the ganta held in the left hand and the vajra held in the right. Again, this aligns with the contents of the note you received from the Lords of Shambhala. Mm. Oh yes, we have to hold something in the right and something in the left. Perfect. Perhaps this well is where the bell is. That's what the note says. That's where we find the, the bell in the well. The bell in the well. That's a great yeah, episode name. Oh, uh, but yeah. um, the cat in the hat. I was going to say, would you bell it in a well? <laughs> I would not, could not in a well. <laughs> you also recall the blade of the Dakinese refers to the curved knife, known as the Katari. Mm, I find that. Yeah. One, that's one translation of the word Vajra. Oh, no. One translation of the word Vajra is Thunderbolt. Um, yes. And it, that this makes sense after a closer look at the drawings on the scroll. One of the images does indeed depict a Vajra a club-like object resembling the Katvanga. Uh, that object can also be called a dodge, and I will need a Tibetan roll for the translation. I guess that's going to be me again, right? Yeah. No one else has that great Tibetan? Mm -mm. Not a word. Okay. Oh, failure. No. I can spend luck, I've got a lot. <laughs> I'm sure you won't need it later, so... No. <laughs> Uh, can I push the rock? Uh, how would you I push it? I don't know it? how I would. <laughs> I hmm. guess you can, like, try like, go the next morning and try to talk to Mortimer and ask him for, like, his linguistic dictionaries and go through yeah. that. But that would delay you leaving and doing anything else. How does everyone feel about that? I think it would be worth waiting. I think it's it's best to make sure that we've got all the right information given how badly the last ritual went. Yeah, it seems yeah. the best. And yeah. some other of our number could maybe employ the time trying to negotiate with the, uh, whatever the quartermaster equivalent is on an archaeological <laughs> dig for like some... Wait, the town's 10 minutes away. No. The, yeah. the train station is. Is that not yeah. in the town? No, it's a train station. But they just have it randomly out on some mountainside? I just want to find a shop so we can buy, like, rations. Oh, the next morning? Yeah. Okay. Let me see. If there's no town, then, uh, yeah, I bet we try and raid the food stores here, but I'm assuming there's something around this train station. We haven't been given a specific time frame that we need to get things oh, yeah. done in, have we? We haven't been given, like, a deadline or anything. No, just to kind of pray that it's not too late type situation. Yeah. So we probably shouldn't dally. Uh, yeah. The tiny... Yeah, the train is in the village of Nalanda, which is close to the ruins of the university. So 10 minutes away is also a village. Okay. okay. Shall I push then? I'm for it. Alright. I'm doing it. I failed again. <laughs> no! Uh, I'll say it takes you a whole another day to figure it out. And you still don't figure it out. After a while, Mortimer pities you and he says, Dodge means the Lord of Stones. Ah. But at this of point, course. you have a major headache and you're just exhausted. <laughs> Nox just posted a picture of the Doge meme, and that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, Frederick's just been sitting there, like, doodling dogs' powers, just like staring, like, where's the secret? Much, Much revealed. Much Very revealed. well. <laughs> and uh, the Lord of Stones reminds you of something you've had before if you've studied the note at all. Yeah, Lord of Stones, Indestructible Drop. So, 
what did Dorge refer to again? Wait, what was this in the note originally? Yeah, I'm trying to remember why you wanted to know that I'm, as well. Yeah, why did I want to know this? Um, a lot of text here. Yeah, you gotta reread. I mean, if you don't know the text well enough, you're gonna get messed up later. Oh, good lord. Study time. Get study. <laughs> but it's the club, isn't it? It's the lightning shaped club. Yeah, it's the Gadvanga, oh, which you. is the third word for it. Crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. So we have it. It's the Gadvanga. Juice, isn't I it? Swear the last time we ran into the word Dorge, it meant like a. That's it was. It's also a place. God damn it! <laughs> but and it's the, also a person. Was, yeah, wasn't that it's like also the, name the name of the, of the half the of the abbots, name of the bikini? Right? That we, oh. uh, Doge Fagman. Yeah. Doge. Red, the red Doge. lady, yes. Yeah, who knows? They're all, yeah. If there's any Tibetans listening, I'm sorry. I, this is difficult. I would be really excited if there are any Tibetans listening. Oh, please. yes. Email us, message us. Come chat with oh, us, yes. please. Come insult us, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Correct our pronunciations. Okay. Yeah, just, that'd please be amazing. Do. Thank you. So after translating, well, not really translating, after being strung along by Mortimer, and he's just like, my dude, it's this. I'm like, okay, thanks. I crawl back. You your roll my... to find out it's the stick we already have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I crawl back to the party in our sack tent, and I say, uh, I tell them what it is, and then I just fall asleep, and that's the end of it. <laughs> Um, please add two days to the calendar, uh, Nox calls. On it. Two days? That's how long it takes. Well, you had one day there, and then you used the other day for the translation and... We snapping. used the whole day to find out that we yeah. already had it. You failed the first roll. Oh my god. I love the idea that we're rocking into the food tent and the people are yeah, like, are you, are you still here? What, why, are you, why are you here now? <laughs> <laughs> We're part of this expedition at this point. We found we're in a rush. <laughs> and of course, there's the other note that you also need to be very familiar with. Oh, good lord. Something we could be doing while we're waiting for this. Have we got any mangoes left over? Because I'm wondering if the magical properties of the mangoes would still be there if we dried them to take with us. Ooh. I, I like mean, that. Surely if you just kind of slice them and, and put them out in the sun, they'd turn into kind of fruit leather, right? Also, dried mango is awesome. And mm. very good if you're feeling a bit stopped up. <laughs> that is the magical <laughs> properties we all needed. We're about to go to the magical torture chambers to do an evil <laughs> ritual to kill somebody. I don't think we're going to be worrying about constipation. Do I, not I, poop I mean, in the well. Free flow. <laughs> Bad what idea. if the uh, mystical cow can't excrete the feces we need and then we'll need the mango exactly where are you gonna find a golden cow gotta plan ahead all right but when we do and it turns out it's constipated we're gonna be glad we brought this mango <laughs> it's the mango the new prawn cracker <laughs> Ooh, <Yeah>. maybe if you eat them both together prawn oh. crackers and mango amazing I, th I can see that being a really good combo, actually. Yeah, salty and sweet, yeah. The guys who make skips should uh, really get on that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Walkers, we are accepting sponsorship, I would just like to say. Let's go to sleep, and then when we wake up, we will go and find the well. Oh, I get to uh, add a couple of hit points. Uh, one, actually. We've had two sleeps. You've had two sleeps, two hit points for everyone without a major wound. Yeah. Yes. Yay. I mean, Shen's back on a full hit point quotient of four. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I, Shen needs to be, like, growing somehow, you know? She, she like, she's a child. She should be gaining some size, like, every, every few months yeah, or something. Yeah, right? She's only 14. And it's been arduous, so I don't know if it's ideal but growing conditions. She's gaining muscle, though. That's true. Yeah, muscular. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's getting hench. <laughs> Let's go. Swall chew. Swall chew. Swall chew. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to give her five size because I'm nice. Yay. Yay. Hey. She Any had strength? Hmm? Any strength? She has max five now. What? Strength? No. Oh. oh, yeah, sure. I'll give her five strength. Yeah, swall chew. Yes. Oh, she has five hit up. points now. 
That's amazing. Five hit points. That's as many as I've got right now. She is 20% more survivable. <laughs> she takes Actually, after her dad. 25% Aww. more survivable. Shenshu is closing in rapidly on Frederick's strength. <laughs> <laughs> What's Frederick clocking in? Frederick. Only 45. Oh, and he's only got size 40. Yeah. <laughs> They're like boy. nearly the same size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's size 30. It's true. Um, The next day you start traveling to Patna? Yes. Let's go. If we hit a town before then, can Frederick quickly run off and buy something? Actually, the train is direct. So okay, you're going to have to run off there in Patna. Okay. I do have That's a map fine. of Patna, which might or might not be helpful. I'm going to put it in the mirror board. Um, where are you heading in Patna? To the Agamquan? Yes. Or anywhere else? Or to buy mustard? I think maybe we need to pick up some general supplies, just, you know, like a backpack or two, some road rations. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable not having some stuff on us. Some oh. more bullets, if they've got any. Mm-hmm. On the way there, can everyone roll me either a pow or a spot hidden? Oh, what am I better at? I think I'm quite good at both of these. I'm uh, going to go for a pow. I'm better at pow, yeah. Oh, I can't pick up dice, however. Extreme success. Successful spot. Standard and success. Three. You feel... The familiar sensation of being watched. Ugh. Oh no. Also, the weather throughout this trip is particularly unseasonable. The rains appear to have come far too early, so it's very rainy. Does it hail? Does anybody spill soup on me? No. Okay. Not a, a, just a little bit of deja vu, not that much. <laughs> Haven't come full circle. Yeah, you make it to Goldsberg Station. This station is close to Agamquan, your destination, uh, the Patan Devi Temple, and the Opium Warehouses, and also I'm sure more stuff as well. Oh, so we could stock up on opium over here. Let's just get loaded. Perfect. Yeah, I think we might need it after this ritual. <laughs> mm. Or during I want to bury. <laughs> sacrifice. Yeah. Does it say anywhere that we can't drug the sacrifice to the eyeball so that he doesn't have to suffer too much? Yeah, right. Willing yeah. and high as well. Yeah, balls. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think maybe there's a chance they need to... No, I don't know. It doesn't say anything. I'm mm. on board with that. I think it's, it's like a good idea. Gets them in a more kind of willing, submissive frame of mind as well, you know. As long as they still can consent, you know. Yeah. They can consent first, then they can have the open. Well, do you know how consent works, listeners? Consent is rolling. You can consent once at the beginning and then Mm. be drunk. (laughs) That doesn't count as consent, everyone. Gotta be continuous. (laughs) We will ask the extremely drugged up person at every stage of the ritual, whether they're happy with us continuing. Again, misunderstanding. If you're drugged up, you can't <laughs> consent. I was thinking more along the lines of, it's like, we know you're willing. Um, if you want, do you want to smoke some opium to make it easier while you die? I mean, you can and get some opium yes no. to have on you just in case. You don't even know who it is at this point, so you can't really ask yeah. them. Do we know if is well, it's useful just... to have anyway, just as medicine, isn't it? Would at it the time? make it hard for you to travel through borders? That's what I was going to ask. It just takes legit and legal. Know. That's a good question. Was it legal? Mm. Uh, um, you, you could just buy it in a pharmacy just for sleeping, as a sleeping it, thing, couldn't you? Probably in the depends day. on the country. Yeah, in in the um, UK you could. I don't know about India. Well, there is an opium warehouse, so... But it might be controlled. Yeah. controlled. And also, if you have to travel to Tibet or something, Mm. then I'm not sure if you can take it with you. Tibet are very strict. Opium scholars uh, tweet us. Carpet warehouse. (laughs) 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 There's all different colours. Could be salespeople. There's always a sale on. They promise to deliver by Christmas. Yeah, so you can buy opium. This is for Britain, which I assume, considering we're in British India, it carries over. Uh, You can buy opium in a pharmacy up until 1926, where then they had to prescribe it to you. So you can just buy it freely, I guess. Wait, it is 1926, isn't it? 
24. Yeah. Ah, oh, 24. Perfect. <laughs> I'm just not sure if you can travel it to... to bed. They're probably quite careful about the import and export of stuff like that. Mm. I don't know. I'd a guess. We can if we find some way to store it. Someone's secret place. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maybe that's something um, to look up, and you know, if we do find ourselves in said library or something, just mm-hmm. yeah. check what the rules are. Can I roll a stealth roll to sneak off and buy a special thing, Keeper? Yeah, you can buy a special thing. Is anyone buying mustard, or are you buying it later to keep it fresh? <laughs> I, I think we should buy it because mustard paste. I mean, yeah. mustard is mustard is not something you need fresh specifically, is it? That's yeah, it kind of one of the points of mustard. I, Are we just so, glossing over Frederick buying a special thing? Are we just going to go buy Frederick, mustard? Would you like to push your stealth roll? Yeah, I would. <laughs> you know what will happen if you fail? What? You will be seen in plain sight doing your your secret deeds. My special things. Okay, that's fine. I failed anyway. <laughs> you see. <laughs> Frederick sneak into an instrument shop and look at ukuleles. Oh my god. (laughs) Who would have thought there would be a ukulele warehouse next to this opium warehouse? (laughs) Well, now we definitely need the opium if we're going to have to put up with the ukulele. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to get mustard. Do we... Is it worth us asking whether or not they sell any cows any gold well, cows not if they please. sell cows but like <laughs> if there are if there are holy places is it possible that they like have some of the pre-prepared magic cow pills yes I yeah. think Tenzin did Tenzin get the cow pills from a monastery last time yeah yes. yeah make themselves. yes so could we could we visit a temple of some sort and and ask if that's if, if they can point us in the right direction yeah and whether well, they have someone willing to be sacrificed. You're already going to the Agamquam, which is kind of your destination, and it is attached to a monastery. But they need to be tantric Buddhists. Okay. And you reckon that is more of a Tibet thing, mm. not an Indian thing. Wait. But we can't. I mean, are we seriously going to cross the, cross the? Um, well, actually, no, because we, we're going. Okay, we're, we're going to find something in the well, but then we're going into Tibet anyway, right? We think. Probably. We've lost our passports, haven't we? Because we had to go and speak to the civil service and get interviewed, and they Ooh. gave us special passports to get across the border. Yeah. And they are currently, I don't know, by the lake shore. In the Valley of the White Ape with everything else we own. We don't need to go... Wait, am I wrong in thinking that we don't need to go to Tibet? Uh, Do we Lake know Denikosha, our final destination? I, I thought Lake Denikosha would be our final destination. So yeah, the Emperor's Gateway to the Narakas is, is the well, mm-hmm. we think. Yep. Uh, Together the sound of emptiness, the Lord of Stones indestructible drop, and the words of the precious master form wield them in the place that shares its name with where the great guru was born but not born a mirror reflecting that which is lost and that which can no longer be approached wherein lies the heart of the world yeah I think I think Braden's right I think that's the lake you're staying in India yeah okay you're not going to develop my bad okay Uh, that changes the game we need as much opium as we can carry Yep. <laughs> but it also means that we need, you know, we, we have to fi- find someone to roll some cow poop into balls for us here, right? We're not going to pop over the border into Tibet just to get some cow poop. Mm. When well, maybe to be the we right are, kind, right? sacred cow poop, do they have it here? The golden cows. Well, I mean, cows are sacred in, in India as well, although obviously... In the golden cow. Mm-hmm. Specifically a golden cow. What qualifies as a golden cow? I mean, is, is, is this just a cow that's quite yellow? I'm guessing it's a particular <laughs> can breed. Someone, can someone help us? Can we just paint a cow? Yeah, tantric Buddhist priests are not common in India. No. But uh, so you're going to have to find a tantric Buddhist priest somehow. Hmm. How far are we from the border? Right, because the, presumably the closer we get, the more likely we are to, to find... You know, communities of people who've moved back and forth. 
Apparently, the Kapila Gurkow is believed to have yellow milk because it contains gold. Oh. There you go. Wow. And does, it, so, does it say if that's a particular breed or just a colour or is it more kind of... This is designated as a special golden cow, irrespective of, of hide colour. Kapila Gurkow. A Swana Kapila Gurkow is the breed. I think we're just pulling at straws here, though, I don't think. Yeah, that's very specific, and you probably wouldn't know about it. Yeah, Patna and Rajira are not that close to the to Tibet and the Himalayas. Mm. Okay, but visiting is getting closer, but... Um, visiting a local temple is still a fair place to start, right? I mean, even if they're not the right flavours of holy men, yeah. they may know of other religious communities and... Um, monasteries nearby, you know, even if it's just those ones they shake their fist at over the river or whatever. <laughs> it's a turf war between monasteries. <laughs> Our sacred cows are better than your sacred cows. How long in 1924 would an extremely long distance post take? I mean, I don't know even if... Are there any tantric Buddhists in China, back in Peking? I've got no idea. Or is that just Tibetan? I'm just wondering if there's anybody that Eudora and Timur might have known who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who could then post us the the thing we need. He suggested we get mail-order sacred cow pills. Pretty much, you know, 1924 version of Amazon. Um, <laughs> yeah. Popped up, popped oh, onto eBay. Waiting for like literally months, <laughs> couldn't we? But it's the 1924 version of the sketchy person you meet on the dark web who claims to be able to sell you some obscure drug. It shows up, but it's cow poop. <laughs> Why they call it wanted. the Silk Road, isn't it? You know, that's true. That's very true. What is named we can, after? We can call in that um, favor with the British Raj again. Well, yeah, but maybe they're good for some magic <laughs> cow poop. I think they'll just be very disappointed that Sofian isn't going back to uh, shout them dinner. Oh, oh it's true. Yeah. I think this nice might teaser. be a part of the adventure where you just have to have faith that eventually, if you keep asking, <laughs> someone will have them and you don't necessarily have to go out of your way and just... Okay. <laughs> okay no Can we stop on every needed. street corner uh, <laughs> and, like ask if we can get some sacred cow nectar like like we're trying to do some sort of sketchy drug deal definitely cow i start knocking on doors i knock on this door any cow poop no all right next one i knock again shall i roll oh goodness <laughs> you are in Patna, india and you're on your way to the Agamkwan and sitala devi mandir temple and that's what we're going to end today's episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a lot of contemplating. This brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Brayden, Noxicals, Hal, Lydia, and of course, our amazing co-editor, Jason. You've all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further, please consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash stars are right, where you get access to episodes a week early. What's that? We have a new patron on board? That's right! Thank you so much for your support, Modular Landing. May the omens be ever in your favour. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our Cold Elder and Avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind-the-scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community as well as all of our social media links on our website at starsareright.com. Come join us. Now, farewell dear listeners, until the stars are right again. Before moving on to this week's Beyond the Madness, let's take a moment to read out one of our latest reviews. If you'd like your own review read out on the show, go to starsareright.com forward slash reviews, where you can find links to all the platforms you can rate us on. Borilla said, What a great Call of Cthulhu podcast. The best I've encountered by far. I just enjoy listening to everyone suffering in the face of cosmic horrors. Maybe even a little tiny bit too much. But it is pure bliss to listen to the characters slowly but steadily lose their sanity in a downward spiral of Lovecraftian horrors. 
Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. The production quality is also really good. A strong recommendation for all fans of Lovecraftian horror and role-playing games. If you haven't given Call of Cthulhu a shot yet, you'll want to after listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for your review, Borilla. 